I've also lost work. As a result of my sudden financial insecurity, my marriage was placed under such a severe strain that my wife and I finally agreed to separate. My wife and I finally agreed to separate. My wife and I finally agreed to separate. My wife, 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 my wife. Welcome to this uh, free episode of TF. It's me, Graham Linehan's <laughs> wife, and yeah. I'm joined on the recording uh, by Graham Linehan's wife. Uh, yeah, it's me, Graham Linehan's wife's boyfriend. Uh, up in Glasgow by Graham Linehan's Hello. wife. <laughs> and as always, in Kent, joining us is Graham Linehan's wife. How are you doing, Graham Linehan's wife? Uh, wife. I, I, I'm, I'm great. I, I divorced Graham Linehan because when the, Dar- when, the, uh, when the Democratic People's Republic of Dartford was established, I haven't been allowed out of the border. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You divorced Graham yeah. Linehan not because of his like just multi-year campaign against like trans trans people but because like you're now part of a cult that requires you to be mass married That's right yeah correct <laughs> we do have to acknowledge Lin- Linehan, uh, despite his, you know, moral positions, which we absolutely don't agree with, as being one of the great all-time posts. I mean, that man has so posted hard. himself. He posted his way into a divorce, mm. which I appreciate. I don't think that he's a great poster, but he's someone who definitely like posts. Like, he definitely is one of those guys that like posts through it, but in a way that somehow like it becomes worse as he goes on. So he has like posters energy, mm. but I don't think that he's like a great poster by well, like, like compare and contrast all of it he is to the compare code. And contrast right both kicked off of twitter both issuing statements in one case uh to a parliamentary subcommittee and in one case to the world at large graham linehan and donald trump graham linehan's statement was this sort of rambling thing about my wife whereas <laughs> donald trump's <laughs> was yeah, you're getting the vaccine because of me. That beautiful shot. He still <laughs> writes like he posts. And I hope everyone beautiful remembers. Shot. And it's like, yeah, no, this this man, Trump, this was a post. Yeah. God, yeah. I you're mean getting the- you're getting the vaccine. It's because of me. A lot of people will tell you a lot of people will tell you the vaccine. They made it in a the lab. They didn't. Okay, this is a Trump vaccine. They make it in the back of the restaurants. I supervise it, actually. I've got a guy there. His name is Jerry. I said, Jerry, Jerry, how's the vaccine? Are you doing it? Put it in me. Put it in me. <laughs> the, from the office of Donald J. Trump, March 10th, 2021, uh-huh. statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president mm. of the United States of America. And this is the statement in its entirety. I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19 brackets often referred to as the China virus (laughs) vaccine. (laughs) If I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot, and shot is in quotes, for five years Uh at best, and probably wouldn't be getting Mm. it at all. I hope everyone remembers. But wait, he isn't president. No, but he doesn't agree. He <laughs> hates being called former president, so he's he's just forty fifth president forever. Still, though, <laughs> st- statement by Graham Linehan, uh, former writer of Black Books and the Air Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're if you are a woman and you wouldn't be unless because except because of me be getting that beautiful shot because of me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what actually happened here, right? Is a that lot of Graham... people they're becoming ladies now. <laughs> I, I see it happening. You see it now. You go in the toilets, you're in the bathrooms. There, you see the 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 ladies now. They weren't ladies. They weren't ladies before, but they are now. And the Democrats, they won't tell you that, but it's happening more and more actually. So it's, it's what's so interesting, Milo, is when you drop into Trump voice, your eyes narrow like his. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. You got to go full hog. You uh, can't so do half Trump. But what what happened here was Graham Linehan um was uh latterly of uh his wife's parish uh, was was called into the House of Lords. Yo, to, yo, my wife Parish got me acting on what? Was l- called into the House of Lords to talk about, like, I don't know, like, online yeah, censorship. The communication and then subcommittee. They got him and they got this other turf, Helen Staniland, uh, to talk yeah. about why they were banned. So I'm so glad we're catching up to the kind of legislative mm. stupidity yeah. that gave us Greg Stubbe being like, you know, uh, why why am I not seeing the YouTubes that I want to see? Yeah, mm. right wing pol- right wing politics, however it is expressed, tends to just express itself in getting mad at the mods <laughs> because mostly mostly society is like set up for you and going fine for you. And like only the most extreme fringes of that movement are really ever going to have any problems. But because not everyone is thrilled to talk to you or they're thrilled to hear from you, uh, you're going to like get summoned in front of a House of Lords parliamentary subcommittee <laughs> to relitigate your Twitter. Paul Graham, he didn't have an easy time of it, though, because as yet, that kind of transphobic movement does not have the bulwark that Wire, Diamond, and Silk getting like shadow banned from Twitter has. And so like the mm. reception that he got was like, why are you talking to us about being banned from posting? Yeah, that's very it's very satisfying that when he went in like the only person in there who took him seriously was the person who invited him. And to be clear, <laughs> if I somehow got the power to invite people to like a House of Lords symposium on getting banned, <laughs> I would absolutely invite Graham Linehan because he would have the most insane things to say. And then he did. Alice, hit me with that one more time. My wife. <laughs> Well, well, what I love about this, right, as opposed to the sort of like Greg Stubbe thing, is it shows the difference between Britain and America. Because in Britain, the kind of fruitcake, sorry, the, in America, the kind of fruitcake that gets admitted to, to invited to like some symposium to give their talk about getting banned from Twitter is like the right wing, like your Greg Stubbe's, like the kind of like the right of the Republican mm. Party. Whereas in Britain, it's the libs. Like it's the libs who have lost their mind more. Because like the right in Britain are like, they're less concerned about posting, I feel. Whereas here, it's like, it's the turf. They've gone. They've gone mad. But we shouldn't forget that these people are like establishment liberals. They're not like fr- lo- right wing fruitcakes. These they're kind of like no, they're, you know, they're friends with like Guardian columnists. Huge controversy. Yeah, they are Guardian columnists. Yeah. The, the Green Party of England and Wales managed to pass a turf amendment that made them like made their official policy position that women are smaller and weaker than men, which is incredible <laughs> feminism. <laughs> but like the fact that this happened in the Green Party just proves your point, Milo, that it's like, this is absolutely sort of middle-class labradoodle botherers. Yeah, so yeah. the thing is, though, and in honor of Graham Linehan um, uh, wife, talking about um, getting banned in front of the House of Lords and having his wife leave him I for don't doing want these posting. trans women in my bathroom <laughs> shagging my labradoodle. That's for me to shag only. Um, is uh, that uh, uh, the New York Post has just announced that uh, scientists are planning to spe- send 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon. So I think what that teaches us is shoot for the ISS because <laughs> even if you miss, you will land on it the gives moon. Gives a whole new meaning to moonshot. That's right. <laughs> One uh, small nut for man. <laughs> uh, I've got a. I've got. Oh my god! I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'm gonna like level with uh, all of the listeners here today. I was like, I've been feeling never like that. I, I, was, I, I will never level. I'm, level I'm, with I'm, you. I'm leveling with all of you. I was like 
feeling like and before we turned on the microphones, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to record today. Mm. Boom! As soon as we started talking about Graham Linehan, I'm fucking in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moment we turn on the recording, yeah. a like, little peek behind the curtain was we all started shouting at each other before the recording just to try and get some energy into the room. <laughs> Whereas, like, the for some, it's my mood. Every, to be honest, every time we do this, my mood just goes up by forty percent. Mm. Yeah, you're like uh, a sim. So, you got like a little buff thing. You got a moodlet. <laughs> We're all sims. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, this startup was actually sent in to me by friend of the show Wendy Liu. Oh. Graham oh. Linehan's ex-wife. Um, good morning, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, by, by Graham Linehan's ex-wife, uh, Wendy Liu. <laughs> everyone is everyone is Graham Linehan's wife. So, it's like it's like when Muslims all call each other brother. Like everyone is like, oh, Graham Linehan's wife. <laughs> yeah, Graham Linehan's, Linehan's wife. wife. So um, the Graham Linehan's wife this week uh, is called Detsy. No. <laughs> I'm afraid it's Etsy, it is. but for debt. You get a hand crocheted <laughs> debt. One very uh, irritating very monthly <laughs> repayment. <laughs> Milo, Detsy. Um, is it uh, an app where you can borrow money from the now deceased Russian rapper Detsel? <laughs> um, uh, wow, Milo, o- you got it. Ota behind the classic track. Vecherinka, ooh, Detsel Adoma. Um, can, can we get a drop of that in the episode? Uh, I think the whole yeah, thing. I can send it to Nate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, there's a uh, Russian rapper, Graham Linehan's wife. That's oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Graham Linehan. Novi rapper. Ruskom Okruzheni. Jena Graham Linehan. Graham listening to this and getting more and more mad that nothing we're saying is defamatory. It's just extremely weird. Yeah, <laughs> much like the things that Gremlin <laughs> says. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one. Flash, you know, yeah. yeah. The, the, one of the things I, I I think is is fun about someone like Graham Linehan as, is that, like, kind of regardless of your political persuasion, everyone just finds him a hilarious weirdo. Yeah. Even because, the people like, who agree with him, like, there was oh, there totally was this brief period right where he was on one on Twitter before he got banned. And all of these other transphobic feminists Just were a like, brief yo, decade yo, or so. Graham, Graham, you, you're really, like, you're not helping our whole transphobia deal here. And he's just like, no, shut up, I know what I'm doing. My wife. <laughs> the TERFs have the same relationship with Glinna that the SS had with the Ustize, <laughs> of being a bit like, whoa, you guys are a bit too into this. <laughs> Like, we're into it, but, like, you guys are like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hussein, Detsy, what Detsy. do you think? Um, I mean, I'm just thinking it's a loan shark of some sort. Um, yeah. Is, is it an indentured servitude thing? Um, I'm afraid Hussein's closest. Uh, we are building and enforcing trust in blank. Uh... Graham Linehan's wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> um, Invest I'll, in Graham Linehan's wife. I'll do wife. another one. I'll, I'll do another one because that yeah, one doesn't nothing. give you much. We designed Detsy from the ground. Like, we could edit. We would be so good at copyright, at copy editing for these companies because we could mm. just take out all the bits where it's like, no, this is I forgot to anything. mention, uh, we had a case in the wild of the Pete Buttigieg, Laura Mipsum of corporate social responsibility black lives matter in a very corner spacey move the spd in germany the german libs um <laughs> put out their their posters for the campaign season but they didn't have any messaging to put on them so there's all of these beautifully designed posters that literally say laura mipsum de law met spd yeah that's right yeah. that's, and, and you know what they're going to smash it <laughs> like 50% of the vote straight <laughs> yeah. out yeah, yeah. 
That's party politics, baby. Well, uh, save that in the back of your I've, mind for the UK Labour Party. I've heard part. of a very interesting political strategy, <laughs> uh, which people are calling lorem ipsum, and I think that it's perfect. I, I've been I've been looking at the lorem ipsum text, and it says a lot more than anything I've said so far. <laughs> so we'll be adopting it wholesale. Um, I I, <laughs> I mean um. I don't want to go all the way back to Tarkovsky, and again, I want to save this for um, mm. for the labor section. But my goodness, he does think of himself as Solaris. Um, no, so um, we designed Detsy from the ground up to utilize technology to provide a more streamlined, compliant, and effective resolution process for blank and blank alike. Oh fuck! It's debt collection, isn't it? There it is. Oh yeah, there it's it flat is. Flat-nosed geezers, but from an app. <laughs> Matt Hancock and Dave Courtney putting their heads together. Do you love to see it. I love Do to you watch remember? That there was a film. British reality mm-hmm. TV series about bailiffs. It was called "Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away," and Sky or whoever fucking followed around these wide geezers who like. If you're not familiar with bailiffs in the UK, unlike sheriffs, say, in the US, they have, they're not cops. They have no power. They're very similar to TV yeah. licensing people. It's like, are you too stupid to be a cop and, like, too fat to be a yeah. bouncer? You can be exactly. a bailiff. And so what they'll do is they'll just kind of show up and sort of browbeat <laughs> people into letting them in so that they can take their photocopier to pay off a debt. And it's like, they made fucking, like, 50 seasons of this or something. Well, we oh, should yeah, watch that on stream. Oh yeah, there's been more than one TV program about we this We should as well. watch that on stream is what Classic we Classic British daytime. British daytime TV is either about like buy-to-let landlords, antiques, um, like the weird shit people are doing with dogs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or bailiffs. Oh, is that Queen Anne you got there? <laughs> is that, yeah, that's French polish. <laughs> that is repossessed no the chandelier. <laughs> oi, oi, that's, that's lacquer, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you've done with a place, but we will be re- re- repossessing that beautiful Rococo side table. <laughs> <laughs> right. These Queen Anne chairs, yeah? Fucking worthless, separate. I'm going to take one of them. you got a week to pay, or I come back for the other. <laughs> now, now they can do that with an app. For, an app so, for Queen Anne chairs and bouncers. So, Mm. owing to outdated processes and traditional and bad actors, traditional debt collection is rife with harassment and fraud. Oh, I wonder why. Mm. Yeah, it's it's well, I think it's the outdated processes and bad actors. In my opinion, absolutely, it can't be it can't be a problem inherent to the structure of the. That couldn't be. That doesn't. That would imply that there was some kind of top structure. Yeah. No. Well, no. This is this is all about. We're just trying to. You know, really, if you make everything super efficient, then no one would be in arrears at all. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the debt collection industry is broken. Um, mm. The problem is that it is not. Um, despite touching the lives of tens of millions <laughs> of Americans, <laughs> moments, moments we'll always remember. Like, give me a Facebook <laughs> montage of me, like with my, with my arm round a bailiff. <laughs> it's been a long day without you, my friend. <laughs> um, we. This is what. So what their offer is, right? It, it's a platform, right? It's a lot like Argyle, which, if you remember, was like integrating all the information yeah, about your whole life, so that a lender can lend you on the basis of like a gig economy job. This platform is like the the mirror the mirror image of that, where they're like, we tailor our engagement and offer our um, offers to our borrowers' unique financial situation, uh, their preferences, and what's worked for similar borrowers. Meanwhile, we provide real time transparency around our collections to our creditor clients to demonstrate our compliance and effectiveness. And so, like, they're a platform. They're not actually, like, the company that does this. They're, like... Uh, they don't have to get the hands a... dirty with, like, taking no. somebody's Queen Anne chairs. 
No, they just point to which <laughs> Queen Anne chair is to take. And then they say, <laughs> like, maybe we could get, like, Clippy to suggest that what if you just, like, reupholster the Queen Anne chairs uh, and then you can sell them uh, sell them on. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're brick top. Yeah. And the debt collectors are Turkish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yes, that, those are from the same movie. I just had to quickly make sure. Uh, that we weren't uh, we weren't bringing in um, any lockstock references. The debt collector lost for Vienna. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, owing to outdated processes and bad actors, traditional debt crest tr- collection is rife with harassment and fraud. Our products tackle this. It's almost as though it's the action of debt collection implies harassment. Well, it's like harassment. harassment. But like <laughs> harassment. But, like, well, how are you going to collect a debt from someone who's not paying the debt without harassing them? Like, this is about <laughs> what, like, what do you, like, what do they think, what do they think they're going to do? Well, it's because, right, it's because most of these products are made by, like, like, middle class in Silicon Valley people talking to one another. Yeah, who have never had um, their Rococo yeah. side tables repossessed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they only buy Baroque. And so they, they mostly just think, oh, well... I imagine here's what I imagine the problem is, which is the problem is that debt collection is like a a sort of um, an unsophisticated industry of flat nosed geezers and such the like. Um, and the problem, yeah, yeah, we're gonna streamline and professionalize mm. it because then, like, all the people who are in like payday loan debt would be like uh, the families that are advertised in the hoardings outside of luxury flats. Can I give my and bailiff just- a negative review? it would would be and because you see even like how places like wonga used to advertise it was fun it was it was young it was technically enabled and it was using the app was a pleasant experience and what they're trying to do here is kind of the same thing where it's like oh you can be a consumer having a fun time Mm. um by interacting with our app and we're going to tailor our all the while ignoring what this actually looks like in the real world like I've gotten I've gotten a bit of a sixth sense for like identifying these tech products that are either cynically or entirely gormlessly um, created mm. by uh, people who have never left San Francisco. Here at Dead Sea, we have envisaged a dead collector who would reminisce with Davy Scatino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're we're saying like the problem with like borrowing money from Tony Soprano and then he breaks your knees is that like he's not breaking it, your knees well, efficiently <laughs> enough. Yeah, that, that your your relationship with him is primarily conducted through phone calls and meetups, and, and not you like know. you know. Ah, I love the Tony. Bill Gross Tony clip. Soprano doesn't have diverse hiring practices, and oh, that's the main oh, issue. Oh, oh, Milo, you haven't seen the notes for this, Hi, but you're bringing women, women bailiffs. bailiffs. Yes. <laughs> so the perks and benefits are uh, free Flat food, nose tarts, <laughs> free food, health insurance because it's an American uh-huh. company. Work from home, uh, and then how do you work from home? Well, as a de- are you collecting debts from remember, yourself? This is the platform, right? 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 You're right. working for the platform that provides the service to the to you the just like call debt collectors and harass them, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So you're you're basically you're working as an engineer on Detsy, coding oh, it, and Detsy sells itself, Fine. right? Okay. Because if, you, if you're then, the bailiff, yeah. you're the you're the user of it rather yeah. of fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Uber, but uh, for bailiffs. Yeah, eff- effectively, uh. yes. <laughs> oh, uh, so they're actually going to exploit bailiffs, which is maybe good. Yeah. <laughs> Critical support, yeah. I guess. <laughs> we're going to expo- we're going to exploit bailiffs and have them uh, turn this crank that will grind this grist. Like we discover that it's kind of impossible to abolish the police, but what we can do is precaritize <laughs> the police and make them all gig workers. This is dangerously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, you joke about that, but I, I can definitely see with like all the conversations we've had about like volunteer policing becoming like a big thing like pretty soon. I can definitely see that happening. Well, that, hmm. if you remember, we talked to Charlie Strauss a while back, and that was like one of the central conceits of his book, Dead Lies Dreaming, uh, which is like the one of the sort of the characters then becomes sort of disillusioned, obviously, with her role is a gig economy police oh, officer. Oh, God. So, uh, the, life the and art imitating one another. poor curls and we all become cops after all, but it's as part of like an extended bit because those are the only union jobs left and we don't actually do any so, cop stuff. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> I have highlighted the next bit of their perks and benefits. Uh, it is in size 40 font. Awesome. Okay. Lorem Social Ipsum. impact driven. <laughs> social impact driven. Yeah, the impact. Okay. I mean, it's it yeah, it like a impact. signet ring with your fucking incisors. <laughs> uh, but, because, but because they have this ideology amongst themselves that what they're actually doing is like, um, improving the borrower experience as opposed to just like facilitating a brutal extractive process that you could actually say that like this is making a social impact and we're like you know causing like people to not have their loans in arrears mm. because we've made you it like easy it to repay with They've an app. Heard, they have heard a person in debt say man I wish paying back this debt was easier. And taking that to mean, <laughs> on a purely operational level, I wish it were easier for me to repay this with the money that I have. I can't get in touch with these people about paying them back. I don't understand. <laughs> um, and finally, prioritizes diversity in hiring. Uh, so of cool. Course. Thank you. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, Love that, Love that for them. Um, so look, they say, yeah, they're, 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 the way they're increasing recoveries is they're using machine learning and a human touch to match a borrower's unique financial yeah, again, situation. the human touch of a signet yeah. ring. Yeah. I am begging you to stop saying machine learning. <laughs> well, can someone fucking human learn what that fucking phrase means? You're not doing any machine learning. You're just doing Uber for bailiffs. Well, I think a lot of these, a lot of these things, like uh, in fact, Greensill also did this. And by the way, to the people adding us about talking about Greensill, the Greensill episode is coming. We're just there's more things to play out. Um, but yeah, we're trying to recover some people who are currently on the run on a country <laughs> estate. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're, we're we are we are we are no longer the most dangerous. We are game. arranged in a secure in a fucking surveillance van outside of a certain premises, which yeah. we will not we, name. We, <laughs> and we're waiting for certain yeah. other shoes to drop before we do that. I mean, rumor, ha yeah, rumor has we, it, but Lex Greensill never paid his TV license. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Johannes Vonk and the Clogheads yeah. are outside Lex Greensill's house. Yeah, Le Lex Greensill has to interact with Detsy in order to pay back ten billion dollars to Grand Suites. Right, we're taking that <laughs> fucking Rococo side yeah. table. Oh, what's this? Is it oh, uh, 15, it's a it's a Purdy shotgun? Fifteen perfect tranquilizer rifles. Right, we're having those. <laughs> He's got a. He's got, he's got one of them big dog sculptures. Hang on a minute. No, 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 no. That says Dean Koontz on it. That's a fake. <laughs> he's, the, uh, he's the airport literature writer. That's supposed to be Jeff Koontz. <laughs> he got, he's got it. Lex Greensill is so rich, he has an original Dean Koontz sculpture. <laughs> That's right. The one time Dean <laughs> Koontz tried sculpting and he bought it. He paid Dean Koontz to do that just as a flex. <laughs> Dean Koontz is like, I really don't want to. And he's like, I'll pay you. Yeah. I'll pay you. I'll pay you a billion dollars in Credit Suisse funny money. I would love to get a sculpture from someone who has no idea how to sculpt. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, so what they say is machine learning. And again, I think what this means basically is like got an original Gremlin and his wife. Like, yeah, like uh, the machine. 
in this case, the machine learning is probably just quite like rudimentary, where it's like it looks at um, like the, the the sort of the process of going through the uh, different stages of the app, and it's like, well, what uh, what 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 uh, what is associated with someone successfully going through blah blah blah. Again, it's like a, a pointing technology at the wrong part of the problem mm. entirely. Um, but also match a borrower's unique financial situation. If someone's in arrears, their financial situation is probably pretty similar to everyone else who's in arrears. Yeah, but yeah. now they're being just they don't have any money. Yeah, there'll be an app. Yeah, there's an app. Yeah, and- they're a degenerate fucking gambler. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the same it's the same thing of the uh, you are you are a special unique flower, so don't join a union. It's the oh you're a special unique flower, so don't understand that like the reasons that you're in debt and the nature of your debt matches every other fucking person in debt. You deserve a debt collector who understands you and your needs. Yes, that's essentially the pitch here. Christ, fucking hell. Yeah. Here at Dave Courtney Industries, <laughs> we <laughs> Dave Courtney undertakes like a like Dave Courtney hires Zoella to rebrand his operation. <laughs> we throw a weekly open hot tub for debtors and debt lenders to come together and discuss. <laughs> Barry the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, God, Lenny the Governor McLean, a genuinely yeah. scary man in real life. Uh, yeah. I have some stuff. I have some UK in review and and US in review. Oh, two good um, countries. Two great countries. Uh, here's something that will be familiar to uh, mm-hmm. everyone, listeners in the UK. Did you know that um, everyone who was elected uh, to become chair, like to to now run the Nevada Democratic Party, uh, was from the like Democratic Socialist left slate? Yeah. Do you know what happened mm. then? Everybody else in the Nevada Democratic Party took it very yeah. well, I imagine. Yeah. And they got... So apparently, uh, Judith Whitmer, who won her election to become chair, received an email from the party's executive director. Saying, Congratulations. Again, I really love this name. I really love this name. Alana Mounts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. that, that is a fucking phoning up Moses Lacks bar <laughs> ass name. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm uh, uh, yeah, a yeah, Alana Alana Mounts here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, she so was uh, yeah, e- emailed by uh, Jennifer Wunsch <laughs> <laughs> or some other some other name yeah, like this. Amanda Hugginkiss. Yes, yeah, emailed by Amanda Hugginkiss. Um, that uh, everybody was quitting uh because oh. they all love centrism so much that they are willing to torpedo their own party yeah. uh because like, it went goodbye. into a left wing uh, position. Yeah. We we have torched this party to the ground. Congratulations, you're sincerely IP freely. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Um and I think it, it it goes to I mean, God, the parallels, right? <laughs> we do love the parallels. Yeah. We love to see them. I mean Keir Starmer gave a gave an address today where he genuinely started to sound. I was like, "This isn't Keir Starmer. This is me doing an impression of Keir Starmer." <laughs> like, even the voice is starting to sound ridiculous to me. I'm like, "This can't be a real guy. This is a fucking muppet." <laughs> what 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 was it that he was saying? Just, just he was talking about the elections in May and how important they are. It was, it, but he was very much in this voice. Um, because his voice is becoming increasingly my impression of his voice. <laughs> That's right. And I don't know why that is, but I he's think that we can pod. call on the Prime Minister to do he's a, more. He's, he's, he's a $10 patron. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Loves Britainology. Yeah, listen, listening on a Zoom. <laughs> mm. oh, finally. oh, now there's an old school rap. It ref. was him. There's a deep cut. Um, I can see Keir Starmer having a Zoom, actually. <laughs> that very right. much ties in with the Keir Starmer aesthetic. Um, but yeah, uh, it's like... It is. It it just it goes to show, right? No matter where you are, uh, on what side of the Atlantic, uh, the uh, the parties that are suppo- that are supposed to just like lay claim to your vote 
uh, don't want to involve you and hate you and don't want anything to do with you, but are willing to shame you for uh, not going out for them. So mm. um, as ever, um, vote blue, my, no matter my, who. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, and and Britain as well. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the, the Republican and Conservative parties have much better customer service than the Democrat and Labour parties true. because right. when when the voters on the fringe of those parties get pissed off about something, they adapt. Mm-hmm. When a bunch of people start being like, "We want it to be more racist," we're voting for the Tea Party or for UKIP or whatever. They're like, "Okay, we'll get more racist." You try doing that from the left with the Democrats or <laughs> Labour. Like, okay, cool boy. we'll get more racist. <laughs> like well i guess we'll have to get these tory votes then um so what i find and also uh and again like god like an, an absolute just an echo from the past here uh whitmer's predecessor former clark county democratic chair donna west said that whitmer quote did not try to bridge gaps in the party she doesn't listen to others opinions or take them on board i found that working with her could be really difficult she doesn't collaborate well and doesn't work to build consensus oh my consensus it seems like any time like a bunch of you know like party apparatchiks like want to whine and cry that like the left is within spitting distance of some kind of administrative power, every single time the answer is always they hate consensus, they don't want to take our opinions on board, which really means we don't want to be the junior partner in this coalition and are willing to like basically um, quit our jobs and lose our health insurance so we don't have to do what uh, leftists say, which to be honest mm. is admirable political commitment. Also, again, it's very funny because it's them while getting angry at leftists for doing, you know, like Stalinism and refusing to do consensus. They are ironically doing extremely Soviet Union shit of just being like middling party bureaucrats who stop everything from working. (laughs) Just by being like, no, fuck you. I'm more important than you because I do all the forms and you will never understand how the forms work because they're deliberately extremely complicated and pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad we don't live in the Soviet Union. That would suck. <laughs> Absolutely it's right. Buy a T-shirt themed around this idea. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. no, that would never work. Are you kidding? Oh, that, we that, have those to, will never be on sale. We, like, we, if we wanted to make something like that, we would have to come up with some kind of incredible idea, and then like hire a a, a well a well known and extremely good artist to like draw it, and then. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'd have to get it printed, and then yeah. Nate and I would have to spend several but days shipping all of them. That would probably nah. take, like, two or maybe three weeks before we're even ready to announce that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, well, shame uh, that's not going to happen. Well, simple fl- a simple flight of uh, fancy, I suppose. I love, be- I love my, fr- my friends and my podcast, Whimsy Future. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. So, uh, Hussein, how does, this, how does this strike you, this... um. <laughs> this hilarious, this hilarious little bit of a uh, stroppery. Uh, you know what? It's just kind of like the kind of parallels between because I didn't know I didn't actually know about this until like we came on we came on the show. But like obviously, like there are a lot of kind of parallels to what's happened, like or what's happening in Liverpool. Um, but also just like generally, like you know, this kind of this kind of and it, and it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's it's sort of bizarre in like the states, but also in the UK as well, where it's kind of like you know. We had the whole thing of you know leftists sort of having to swallow their pride and vote for Biden on the basis of as as the um as as the TikTok person had said like you know yeah. uh you're gonna vote for Mac the other guy <laughs> you know you, you can you can vote for the other guy once we get the fascist out of the office right yeah, so like you know he's a fascist right he's so swa- fascist. so so so, so, yeah. so swallow your pride and do it and like that's what that's okay. what we did we like you know we we ate shit right. Or like they ate shit, we will eat shit like in the next general election, and we will reluctantly vote for Keir Starmer. Um, no, speak for, for yourself. The, like, no, for the, speak for yourself. For the, man. For the mo- like, okay, like 
I will vote enthusiastically for Kim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love him. I- I'm voting for love the I'm voting guy. for the Green Party as the only party that what acknowledges it, that women it, are just small and weak. Nobody <laughs> else is doing misogyny right. like that. But it's also just but it's also just evident of like this tendency of like on like you know on in Latin like social like socially progressive political parties, which is that like they're much more invested in getting rid of the left than they are and actually like proposing anything new or anything meaningful, which is why like in the UK, um, you have like Angela Rayner going on TV, like struggling to kind of like say that nurses need a pay rise or they'll say that like nurses need a pay rise, but then, um, you know, and then, but not actually kind of say yeah, how much right because and, like, we can't just do the thing and like actively rejecting the 2019 manifesto which like by the way the same manifesto that like the current tory government is like taking ideas from and taking full credit from it um to all like keir starmer can kind of like shrug his shoulders and be like well you know um it was our idea but like great you can have it and like you know good luck and like sort of well done at the same time um but yeah like they just seem way more invested in like getting rid of like the people that they've been mad at for so like they've been mad at for so long. And I guess like, fine, go like, go for it. But at the yeah, same well, like, time, that's the thing, that's the thing about right. like the democratic right or the labor party, right? Is they got everything that they wanted and they will never forgive us for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, think that's well, right. I mean, like, I, I was like, and- snoo- I was like, I, I sort of go on to like the kind of the very few accounts that support Keir Starmer online and like what they're talking about. And like, they're so kind of, you can tell that they're really disappointed in Keir Starmer and you can tell that they're like, they don't really know what to say about it. So they'll kind of just go on these like bizarre kind of screeds about Owen Jones or about like some kind of like minor character um, from like 2017 and how this is kind of like an example of of the kind of left that Keir Starmer wants to destroy and like, you know, good riddance to them. But like the reality is, is that as Alice said, like they got exactly what they wanted. In many cases, they got more than what they wanted and they're way too busy just trying to kind of like finish the job than actually like want to do anything in government. And I guess that feeds into the whole, like if that feeds into this broader thing of like, no one actually wants to govern, whether that's the governing party or the opposition party, no one wants to govern. They just want to like get mad at each other and do posts and stuff. So oops, we accidentally made the culture wars that we invented to not do politics. Our <laughs> only politics now. <laughs> oops. I, I hope oops, you're excited to get war. furious about trans people for the rest of your life. So look, there are some other um, other things to talk about here in the U.S. as well, which is I've been looking at the um, the stimulus package, right? Mm. And it'll it, notices it, because, your stimulus package <laughs> because it, it it's <laughs> it, again it, it's going to be relevant to us because it's going to change, especially like not just like the nature of Britain's relationship with the U.K. of uh, 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 the U.S.'s relationship with the U.K., but also the U.S. like the world's relationship with the American tech industry, which was basically created by the previous stimulus package. You know, basically like. Not both not going too far and being hidden and all this. What I find very interesting about the 2011, about the 2021 stimulus, rather, um, is that it seems to actually very effectively solve a lot of the problems of 2011. Yay. Only took <laughs> us great. ten years. <laughs> um, well, at least someone is finally solving the problems of 2011 because right. we- someone can go back and tell my 18-year-old self. <laughs> That's great. We, what we've done is we've gotten, we've finally gotten the snake infestation under control by releasing these mongooses, and that's, <laughs> that's the right. only thing that's going to happen. Perfect. So, um, specifically, what's happened, right, is um, what this stimulus seems to get very right is 
it there well there is means testing in it right and that's yeah, they like can't help a themselves. massive mistake yeah they can't they cannot help themselves they love to means test because they just they want I think it's just because they want it to be a formula. They don't just want to say, okay, everyone gets this. They want to say, they want to be the priest that dispenses the salvation from on high. You have to test the means. I don't see, you know, what the problem is with this. <laughs> means testing always works. It's always very effectual. And, uh... um, and so the, specifically what they're doing is they're doing direct payments of 1400 plus 600 e- that you already got equals 2000. It's what we always promised. Um, for American adults who are earning less than, I think, $75,000 a year. It always goes down very well with voters when you say, no, technically, yeah. technically, I you're getting what we Simon promised. Says. Yeah, you to actually, the page that says that I was yeah. mostly <laughs> truthful about this. <laughs> I love to vote for the monkey's poor party. Yeah. Uh, but also, the, um, the top up in federal unemployment benefits, uh, aid to state and local governments, and more and importantly, an expansion of tax credits for children. So... You're taking home fifty four hundred dollars. Testing, yeah. like you could yeah. give people yeah. money, but what you're doing instead is like a highly bureaucratic yeah. sort of tweak, which like yeah. is going to take effect for the people that can do their taxes themselves or like have someone else do it promulently in fucking April, I guess. <laughs> and like, look, there are this. The bill is full of tons of cracks. So, for example, if you were making more than the amount of money last time you filed taxes, then oh, sorry, doesn't matter if you lost your job. You should have saved more of that in, in expectation of a global pandemic. All of that aside, it is actually giving quite a bit of money to quite a few people, like way more than you would expect, especially be, and and way more than the last one, mm. because this is a 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus. Which, if you remember, Rahm Emanuel said to Barack Obama that voters would be scared by the T in trillion, so you should keep the stimulus in 2008 under a trillion, which is brilliant mm. nud shit. I love oh, that. Yeah. What Absolutely. a great administration! Scared by the T, baby. <laughs> and then if you, <laughs> and then if you, if you, <laughs> and if you remember, right, it was that stimulus that, like, or at least in in my opinion, like, laid the groundwork for how stupid the economy got. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And so, like, what's what's happening here is because but the problem is right. This is solving the problem in 2008, which was people don't have enough money. But their problems in 2021 are now manifold and institutional, mm. and there are problems of deep rot and um and 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 such like this. Like the problem is the inst- none of the institutions were maintained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this also speaks again to and a of kind course of, Medicare for all. Obviously, like, obviously, a difference between again Britain and America, which is that once again, whilst America is in general far more of a neoliberal hellscape than Britain is, even though Britain is itself its own kind of neoliberal hellscape, this is one of the few times when like. Generally speaking, I would say the support from the UK government for coronavirus stuff has been much more adequate than the support in America, which has been basically nothing. But can you actually imagine the UK government writing everyone a check? Like, this would just never happen. Like, there would be so much opposition to that. What? You give me my neighbour, who's a fucking cunt, by the way. 1,500 quid. For what? For being a cunt? Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. If, if it you would think make about people this, so mad. The, there, are a num- like, there are a number of real particulars with this. Like, for example, the IRS, which doesn't have a lot of customer offices, is supposed to administer mm. a lot of payments like that doesn't make much sense that means they're gonna have to build out that capacity but also in britain that's quite right is that um all of the, the furlough payments are all just given to you by your boss uh, at no point does the government give you any money your boss is and as much as the bbc likes to say that rishi sunak is like dr manhattan by giving him like a blue dick uh, <laughs> they were like 
Yeah, it was it was always channeled through like grants to businesses, which boy, the UK is very comfortable giving. Cough, cough, Matt Hancock's uh, WhatsApp fuck, messages. Fuck business. Yeah, yeah. If you start, you can't, like, you can't talk that way about business. If you start thinking that the government can do stuff, soon you might want it to do other stuff, and we can't have that. Yeah. yeah. And the American government still does stuff. Most of it's bad stuff, but they still. Whereas the British government just refuses to do anything. <laughs> That's right. I think it all goes back to your point before about like stop expecting the Tories to govern. They hate it. Like yeah. Whereas <laughs> the will- Democrats actually will govern. They'll just do it badly. Well, you know, they'll, the Democrats will govern themselves like in. They'll govern themselves onto the head of a pin, thinking about like scholasticism or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like I think it's important not to be like, oh, it's stimulus associated with Democrats. It's all bad. There are elements of it that are good. It's better again, than nothing. The fact is, it is uh, the way when I look at it, thinking about this in terms of the relationship between the 2008 stimulus and the economy, I see those problems being solved, mm. which is the problem of the financial stock of people who have any better money. Better late um, than never. Yeah, <laughs> and also mark. just politically speaking, like what people are going to remember is that in total, Trump literally gave them more money than the Democrats. Like they got eighteen hundred dollars from Trump oh, and fourteen hundred oh, from the forgive Democrats. Forgive me for being cynical about this, but. Trump made it a priority to have his signature on the checks, and Biden didn't. Oh, I have that actually here. <laughs> and God, this is so fucking. Th- I think that like the most annoying figure in American politics is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, um, oh, yeah. who reiterated Biden's vow to send the direct payments to American families within a month, and then noted that unlike the two previous rounds of checks sent to the Trump administration, the next round of payments would not include the president's yeah, signature. Actually, no one cares! We're actually putting Trump's signature on it as an own of him. <laughs> I mean, look, say, no, say what you will, but the Trump signature is great. It's like, it's it so is a really, good. it's a very extravagant it's a sorting out. It's sort of like if you took the Stuzzy signature or the Stuzzy mm. logo and kind of like overlaid it on each other and then like kind of stretched it out a bit. Like, you could feasibly take that signature and make it into like a pretty legit, like short-lived streetwear brand. I imagine that whenever Trump signs his name, he signs it like full A4 size and they have to like Photoshop it down. He just gets a a pen in his face. Well, well, there was that time when he like did a speech and like someone took a photo of him holding notes and like the writing was fucking massive. Yeah, because he uh, because when you write a good thought, you want to put (laughs) it in big writing. Also because like he needs glasses, but he's too embarrassed to get them. So he can't fucking see Which again is cool. I, I'm not. I don't need glasses. The, the stuff is too small. Actually, make it bigger. Make it larger. Awesome. That's so People fun. Tiny little things. Okay, who's who can see that? No one. People tell you they can see it, but they can't actually. They can. It's too small. Yeah, so the, I'm making the, the, it bigger. The, wait, he thinks that the fake, the failing New York Times is the failing, failing because Times, it's in too small yeah. print. The only reason, the only reason you try and see things that small would be if you had a small penis. Okay, I don't have that problem. I've got a pretty large penis. That's what yeah. people say. You uh, can ask anyone. One of these other well, phrases like- that's burned into my brain is um, that uh, Donald Trump Jr. was once asked on a um, on like a shot on a on the Howard Stern show if he'd ever seen his dad's dick and who has the bigger dick. And he was like, oh, well, if I said, if I said me, I'd get fired. Oh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'd get fired. My dad will fire me as his son. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, there are still these little bits of Trump ephemera just float, like Trump family ephemera that are just going to be. I miss him so brain. fucking much, man. No, so uh, people Psaki, try and own us by saying like, "Oh, you guys just miss Trump." Like, yeah, we do. Unironically, why very, is that an own? He's, he's hilarious. President. Yeah, we, for sure. Weirder than Taft. 
Um, so uh, the checks, uh, Psaki said, will be signed by a career official at the Bureau of Fiscal Service. This is not about Biden. Oh, yeah. It's about... So, oh, there's only so hard I can get. <laughs> a career official, tell me more. Yeah. So even st- they, the Democrats can't help but try to obscure their own role in, like, doing... What do like, people the, love? Yeah. Party apparatchiks. Uh, not bureaucracy. Even a, not even yeah. a party apparatchik. No, a non-party yeah. apparatchik. Yeah. Probably going to be a Republican, too. Yeah. God, what if it's what if it's signed by someone who shares a name with Ted Bundy? <laughs> oh no, I got my stimulus check from Bashar al-Assad. How did that guy get a job mm. in the U.S. Treasury being named Bashar al-Assad? <laughs> Thank you, John Wayne Gacy, for my check. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, look, it's I, I I sort of I sort of think of this right as. The, the the failure here was not just a failure of the financial set. It was a failure of a lot of stuff, but it was also a colossal mm. failure of American institutions. And I, I, I don't see the level of institution building necessary to avert the next crisis in this, but I do see... Wait, there's going to be a next yeah. crisis? Um, what? But, and, and, I, and I think the question that is on my mind is will the level of well of like just simple money redistribution just giving mm. the people giving people who spend money money to spend is that going to change the color and tenor whoa, of the whoa, economy whoa, hold up. i'm still i'm still stuck on this you're telling me that the crisis we're having right now there's going to be another one um sorry alice no there okay, won't be don't, don't tell her there's going <sighs> to <laughs> we're going to have to take alice on a trip to the farm <laughs> So um, that's that's America in review, and that's just like what I'm sort of watching the stimulus hey, for. Hey, Alice, watching the you want to go uh, fishing next yeah, week? I'd love to. <laughs> 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 uh, let let me just let me just get one of my many fishing hats out and put all these medals on it like hooks. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Riley, why are you loading that shotgun? Just like weeping, like no reason. In case they're bears, she was too beautiful for this world. <laughs> So, um, anyway, that's kind of what I'm what I'm looking at, and the, how the how the U.S. Uh, the stimulus kind of fits into my grand theory of American stimuluses. Mm. Um, so we are watching with interest. Yeah, um, which is never a good watching sign, with interest from our surveillance van outside Lex Greensill's estate. Yeah. The American economy is about to be arrested by the Interpol <laughs> yeah. Financial Crimes that's Division. Right. We're pointing we're pointing one radar dish at Lex Greensill's estate, and another radar dish across the Atlantic <laughs> in Washington. And we are we are spinning the antenna. Uh, that, so that I'm going to sure. deploy a third radar dish though, and that's going to point down to uh, Westminster oh. for oh. a little bit of UK in review. I'm hearing oh. a lot of sounds of pedophilia. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds yeah, uh, like some pedophile shit, but like on a more yeah. literal basis. But also wet slapping. Fast British slapping, British politics. Noises, yeah. 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 All of these things. Uh, British politics. Just a wretched cesspool. Mm. Um, as ever. So we've learned a little bit more. As about- Joyce once said. Yeah. <laughs> so we've learned a little bit more about what uh, new Rupert Murdoch outfit GB News is going to be because Amal Rajan at the BBC interviewed Andrew Neil, formerly at the BBC, currently of The Spectator, currently at GB News. He's currently in his house in the south of France. There is nothing incestuous mm. about this. No. And what really struck me about this is it's basically like it's Fox News, essentially, that it's individual programs, mostly news based, built around like cornerstone presenters. Mm. Um, uh, congratulations to Piers Morgan <laughs> on his new job. Well, uh, actually, yeah. a- Andrew Neil then went for a softball interview on Good Morning Britain without Piers Morgan, um, where they said where he said, I think Piers would be a huge asset to that kind of news channel. Huh. Huh. 
Man, I was losing my mind so much that there were like genuinely people being like, ha, Piers Morgan, by saying something racist, has owned himself out of a £1.1 million a year salary. And it's like, how fucking stupid are you? Like, I did, like, this is, first of all, this is how he got that salary in the first fucking place. And second of all, this is how he's going to get the next job, which will be even more money. Uh, £1.2 million salary. Yeah, like, what is it? What is, these people are so fucking stupid. No, 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 we like, cancelled oh, him. Oh, we cancelled him. Yeah. Council culture is yeah. real, oh, and it's our a- friend. <laughs> Piers, you'll never work in this town again <laughs> yeah. until next week when you'll have a job for more money I mean, on a different probably, channel. It's probably also uh, worth noting that he still does have a job as a writer at the Daily Mail. So, yeah. <laughs> so huh. just something that we keep forgetting. But yeah, he's like, yeah, he's right. still very much, uh, he's still very much around. I, I forgot he knows how to write. So what you're saying, Hussein, is that he's a worker. Oh, uh, that's mm. right. That's yeah. I, I, I yeah. mean, I think that he deserves a uh, great place on uh, in the NUJ and the uh, Daily Mail Union. Piers Morgan sells his labor for a salary and therefore is working That's class, right. and it's our job to unionize him. So, yeah. um, you might not like it, but this is what peak performance looks <laughs> so, like. So, uh, the, but the format of the headline show will include a monologue, so a la Conan O'Brien. <laughs> this is like the SNL monologue, just getting, <laughs> getting like fucking. Goldberg's gonna open <laughs> the news. Get up on there and just be like, Shawadi Wadi's here. <laughs> No, it's now up. then, now then, now no, you then. Know You're watching be. GB News. It's, it's going to be much closer to a more familiar kind of evil. Tucker Carlson already does this. He opens it with a monologue about what he thinks is currently wrong with America, which is, you know... Yeah. You know what grinds my gears? Grinds and, my and, gears. Then it says, and then it says they're going to have a startup segment, which I, uh, I don't really... I don't, <laughs> uh, it'll I think never they... catch on. Yeah, no, no one would ever listen to that. Um, but no, what really struck me was that they're also going to have a segment called Woke Watch. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. It's just it's so, it's so infuriating. It's just, I mean, I yeah. think. Oh, and welcome welcome uh, to news. Uh, have you considered, and I'm waggling my eyebrows theatrically here, pronouns? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it is just essentially, and like their their recent hires, like, are proof of this. Not just like, um, not for not good friend of the show, Tom. Not am I, wait, am I allowed to say his name, or should I just not? He we'll, does we'll, listen, we'll to yeah. it, so probably don't. I'd like to. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll, 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 I'll be a bit ambiguous then. Okay, um, if you look at like their recent hires, uh, all think Durham Energy individual. <laughs> <laughs> all things, all things sort of indicate that what they've done is that they've looked at like. YouTube channels, which all kind of are upset, like they all are basically their own version of like woke watch in the sense that like they talk about the same stuff, they interview mm-hmm. the same people. It's always about the same things. It's always about like you know meanies on campus and like all just all that like nonsense. Um, and they've decided, okay, why don't we make a TV channel for this that's entirely dedicated to like boomers who don't know how to open PDF, but would still get like would still get kind of like mad and read about it. And why don't we support this TV show with car insurance ad, which is why it's going on Freeview. Um and this, so this is effective. They've taken like a model that like is inherently and algorithmically very, very successful and they're trying to replay on television. It doesn't matter if it like doesn't work, because I think there's like a high chance that like it won't. There's a lot of like new TV channels. Think of like yeah. Vice TV. Um, I think there was like another yeah. one as well. Like, I have a prediction as to how this is going to work out, right? Which is yeah. that okay. those YouTube views won't translate into TV views. It's not going to be Fox News. It's not even going to be Sky News. But like, uh, what it will do is create a new type of 
guy because every time uh, a, a new sort of niche news channel opens up on Freeview, it creates a guy. Like, you know an RT guy once RT started broadcasting on English. They started getting guys. And so now there's just a guy mm. who thinks that, like, uh, Putin is anti-imperialist or whatever. And, like, to mm. some extent, there's even, like, an Al Jazeera guy. And so now there's just going to be GB News guys, and it's going to be mm. extremely irritating, but, like... Hi, it's me, Al Jazeera. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> presenting Wokewatch with Al Jazeera. What what's interesting is uh, Hussein, you say about YouTube videos, Woke Watch was a segment on like of one of these Turning Point UK like shows that like Emily Hewardson's show that like butted off Turning Point UK like, yeah. uh, like and a funnily fungus. enough, one of the hosts of GB News is was a Turning Point UK guy, right? So yeah. it all like kind of comes full circle. But what they've basically done is just creating they've created like what Andrew Neil is trying to do is to kind of like unite all these disparate YouTube channels, which again, like all talk about the same stuff, interview the same people, have the same type of like hysteria, like wokeness hysteria mixed with like ardent transphobia that they like, uh, that, that they insist is just kind of, you know, free speech and caring about mm. women's sports all of a sudden. And they've <laughs> Andrew yeah. Neal is the Genghis Khan of well, YouTube. Well, well, also, well, also <laughs> let, let me just say one thing, which is like Andrew Neal, like for all the kind of, and I was speaking to like a professional journalist about this the other day, which is that like, he is just, he's like addicted to posting. He's like this guy who people like have known about his politics for a long time. They've known that he's like a pretty ardent kind of Tory. They've known about like his kind of, like, you know, quite regressive social views. But for a while, he was sort of like an establishment BBC kind who like sort of got to kind of play multiple sides on media on the basis of like how and, and like develop like a kind of pseudo respectable character, right? And he could have like left it there. But because he's become so addicted to Twitter and like that addiction to Twitter like started when he was like, you know, learning just like, you know, refuting people online um, who actually ironically like came mostly from the right. Um, but as he spent more and more time on Twitter, like if you look at his Twitter account, he'll respond to people with like 20 followers and like oh, yeah. threat and threaten them with like live, like, you know, uh, getting, you know, uh, threatening them with like, uh, so with, le with, le with, le with legal action. But it like, is true. Andrew Neil yeah. has been radicalized online. We need to right. call prevent on Andrew Neil. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, yeah, I genuinely think that's, been, yeah. he's been like, he's been radicalized into just like sort of. What you might like has defined by the tabloids is common sense Toryism. He's just really into yeah. it. Self radicalization. Um, yeah. Of like but it, yeah. yeah, but this is a this is a guy who like definitely even though you know he spends like so much like I imagine he spends so much of his time on Twitter. He spends so much of his time getting mad at like Tumblr drama from 2013 that like gets resurfaced, and he has enough money. And enough like backers. Andrew Neil make... says, "Put the porn back on Tumblr." <laughs> Andrew Neil definitely. There's been a knows... lot of discrimination against the furry community, and I think it needs to stop. Well, I mean, I mean, Andrew Neil is essentially going Kevin Bridges, but like, I, 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 Andrew <laughs> Neil definitely knows. Have you what ever drawn a dick on a fox? <laughs> you ever seen a fox come on the asshole of a big anthropomorphic ape? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, the other thing is, what, what Woke Watch is going to be, basically, is if you're a nurse and you want to go on strike, or if you're mm. in a university and you like want them to take down the big statue of the slur that they have on campus, is is then like Andrew Neil's like got, a statue yeah. of Nigel Baker. And Andrew Neil has a um has a has a, a TV channel where he's going to basically get like Piers Morgan to like publicly shame. Yeah, it's just like it's more a more refined version of the um the Laura Koonsberg this is him here tweet, right? Like Yeah. 
This is absolutely it. If Same you, if it is, you have to. I, I sort of look at this, and I absolutely, I don't just see an indoctrination, a, a right wing propaganda machine. I also see an enforcement mechanism. Yeah, so it it, it sure. is a uh, harassment mob, which is very funny. As, as someone who's been accused of participating in and running those for the last ten to fifteen years, to see one just yeah. out in the wild on Freeview is great. So um, I want to also talk about, speaking of nurses going on strike, is uh, nurses are getting a 1% pay rise, which is a cut in real terms based on expect- expectations of inflation uh, from the Tories. And I should be glad of it. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Fucking scrounging nurses. Uh, so Okay, can I briefly mention the Emily Hewitson post? Because she just, she did this post where she was like, nurses need to read the room. They're grumbling about a 1% pay rise when millions have lost their livelihoods and the economy is in tatters. They should learn to be grateful. It's like, who do you think? What, the, the, what do you think the economy is? Yeah. And also, like, they were, they were paid absolute dog shit before and they're the ones who have done all of the shit while you've all been deliberately getting COVID to own the libs. Like, it's funny that you should bring up Emily Hewitson because when you use the Hubble telescope, you can actually see her brain expanding <laughs> across the Andromeda galaxy. <laughs> I used to be a and I used to be I, in the band. I used D-ream. to play keyboards in the band <laughs> D-ream, but now mostly I just observe the wonders of Emily Hewitson's brain. I, 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 I will need you after the recording to say the Brian Cox line after the recording <laughs> um, because it's going to be sticking like a splinter in my mind until you do it. Um, so, uh, Lord, Lord, the conservative peer, Lord Bethel, praised the heroics of Lord health Bethay. workers during the pandemic. <laughs> Lord, yeah. Lord, Lord Bethel, you say, and and it's been said that many people would envy the secure job of a nurse. <laughs> Go and do it, then, you well, fucking prick. Many, being many Lord. people would would envy the secure job of Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bethel also rejected the calls for the government's to ch- government government to change the evidence that had given to to the uh, pay panel, uh, which recommended a higher pay settlement, saying affordability remained the key challenge. Which is very funny that like all of these like uh, that everyone on the right send is saying Getsy this round after us yeah. if we give them a five percent pay rise because like most of what and again this sort of applies to the American stimulus as well. Like Republicans are being like, oh, we're just gonna give our our children the debt. You know, um, people like fuck Orrin Cass, that fucking China monster is gonna come round and repossess yeah, our yeah. Queen Anne shares. Yeah, uh, R- Rick Scott, that human thumb, is just like oh, our children are going to be paying this off, and it's like, yeah, well, but l- wait, money's fake. We've all just come to that realization at this point. So Lord Bethel is kind of making the same the same point, saying, right, like, uh, oh, sorry, we can't afford any of this. Uh, we can't afford to give the nurses any more money. Again, as though when you pay nurses, the money just g- yeah. goes. And I, it's gone. I, I should specify yeah. here, like, this is. Very familiar to listeners, but just to set out our store here, money is fake to governments. Money is not fake to nurses. <laughs> That's right. Where yeah. and and it's I there is this sense, right, of we what suddenly like the, the taps of austerity have been turned off. And again, this is something that we I'm gonna put another we uh TF was right. The mountain of conflict there. I'm gonna That's taps right, yeah. of austerity. I'm going to put another taps hash off. in the uh TF was right column. Uh, because oh, it's no, looking increasingly as though what has happened is that austerity has ended, but has been replaced by patronage. Hmm. 
and uh, nurses Lord. are yeah nurses <laughs> nurses are Advent you, rides yeah, yes. again. And nurse, nurses and teachers and stuff are uh, quite left-wing. They tend to be very heavily unionized. But and you, if you want to look at where most of the spending is going uh, to local authorities... Towns, uh, towns, towns, yeah, towns. towns. Do, you look, Andy it voice. Is, it is, I think, of, of everywhere sort of in the north, northeast, of, most of the money went, went to one uh, Tory voting constituency. Huh. Or northwest, weird. excuse me. Excuse Fucking me, the northwest. Awesome. Um, I, I was looking at a map of sort of the constituencies surrounding Liverpool, and there's one Tory voting one in the north, and it got most of the money. Yeah, because it's the only that one was, that's a um, town. Yeah, the rest mm. of them are cities. This is urban. Yeah. Um, and we know what urban means. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, really listening to drill music. And so, yeah. exa- And so, like, you're if you're in a union, if you're in a, a teacher or a nurse, and you're in a union then you're not really going to get much more money. If you are a Tory voting shire, then you're going to get lots of money spent on you. If you're, Matt Hancock's, Cox, if you're Matt Hancock's friend who um, knows, who you know, like procures a bunch of vials, then you're going to have a chummy WhatsApp conversation with him around him spending a bunch of money on you, whether personal or, um, or, or poli- personally or politically. I don't mean to suggest that the guy who was supplying those vials was engaged in any kind of shenanigans. But I will Mm. note that The Guardian just published an article in which they say, yeah, it's weird, a bunch of fires have started in this guy's back garden, including one to which the fire brigade had to be called, and when we went there, we found a bunch of, like, scattered, burned test tubes, which he had been contracted to supply. But when he was asked about this, he said, yeah, no, it it was a mistaken burning of carpet underlay. He was making he was making some fun um some some uh some fun decorations for gender reveals and it went a little exactly. bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was just having a controlled carpet underlay fire as as is my right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under Magna Carta. Yeah, if you don't like it's in Latin and what it says is uh, carpet carpetus underlayus yeah. burnus in back gardeners. So uh, that, that's my right. So fuck off us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> office thou fucks. Office thou fucks. Now, yeah. knave. Um, so yeah, um, Min, Min's advent. Uh, I'm not saying we're all the way there yet, but boy, does it look as though we were right. I do. I do like the idea of the TF was right hash marks. Like we're painting a little centrist columnist silhouette on the side of our bomber here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 um, uh, Keir Starmer, when asked if you would support a strike by nurses who want twelve percent, uh, said that yes, uh, that go high. Said that mm. the Tories uh, should give them their promised two point one percent, and that nurses <laughs> should not go on strike. And in the manifesto, it was five, right? Yep. Oh yeah. So because basically, the Keir Starmer said, uh, uh, Milo, sir, can you repeat this in the in the Keir Starmer voice, please? Um, which is that the Tories promise we're going to hold the Tories to their promise of a two point one percent rise for nurses, and anything less is insulting. We're going to hold the Tories to their promise of a two point one percent pay rise for nurses, because anything less is insulting. But as the opposition, what we must not do is hold the Tories to our promise of a five percent pay rise for nurses, because we have to. Rest- Respect that they are the rightful government of this country. Well, effectively, that's more or less what they said, yeah, which what, is that they did. What was didn't... Jeremy Corbyn going to fund a five percent pay rise out of anti-Semitism? Jam sales. Yeah. Uh, anyway, don't look at what we paid for test and trace. Um, oh boy, don't look at that. Uh, and the thi- if you don't want to have a stroke, I would advise you to not <laughs> not look at that. And the thing is, right? 
um, when asked why, by but actually grilled by a um a, a, a someone on ITV, I think, uh, why they weren't going with their own manifesto promise of supporting a very, very, very popular. Uh, double-digit pay rise for nurses. Popularity in the fucking 80s. Incredibly popular. Yeah. And also, nurses are paid like nothing. Like, increasing their pay by 5% wouldn't even cost that much because we pay them less than nurses are paid in and almost like anywhere else in the developed but, world. But, but what Angela Rayner said was, uh, well, the voters told us that... Uh, the voters told us no. Uh, and so what Kira and I are going to do is we are going to have a listening session and then uh, tell everyone. So this is another like the marketing agency that we hired told us that voters in the Red War, mm. um, who like the all like, not even the voters in the Red War, but like the kind of uh, the working class landlords in the Red War uh, mm. wouldn't oh, want absolutely. to see nurses get a pay rise. Well, it's the um, it's the thing of we're going back to the right answer which we had in 2014 as opposed to the wrong answers which we've been doing because there is a kind of common there is a kind of common sense politics that mustn't ever be interrogated which is that you should keep the numbers small mm. and anything you think is right you should do about a quarter of it even if you think it even if, I don't I don't even I don't even know what they think fucking hell we've um, employed uh, Dave Courtney's focus group and debt collection LLC to tell <laughs> us what voters think um, it says I don't think nurses want to go on strike certainly none of them that I've been talking to uh, no! They want a pay rise! Do you understand what a strike is? It's something. It's not. People don't go on strike because it's fun. They go on strike to get the thing that they're on strike about. It's not a laugh. It's not spring break. That's not why they do. What? Do you, what? What the fuck are you all talking about? <laughs> ah, I was wondering when you'd turn purple like a like a blueberry yeah. <laughs> yeah, going going the color of the people in that focus group <laughs> um. anyway so uh it is just very um it is it is it is interesting to see once again the wrong lessons being learned right mm. which is that um again from the position of not really effectively fighting austerity the labor party still thinks it's fighting austerity but it's not even fighting austerity it's fighting patronage which is different and even then They've put themselves in a position where by only asking for what the government promised previously, the government could say, actually, we've listened to some nurses. We're going to do 2.5%. And we're going to do even better than Labor said. And it it only cost them 0.4%. That's it. Yeah. That's, uh, you have you have uh, once again allowed yourself to be uh, trivially easily outmaneuvered. Should be should that be what the Tories choose to do? I think that the government is tired of an opposition that doesn't allow itself to be repeatedly owned by the government. And I think at the end of the day, what we need to do is hold apart our cheeks and say, own us, because that is what will earn the trust of the public at the next election. I mean, more or less, that's kind of the... Your, your imitation of Starmer and Starmer are really coalescing on a point here. He doesn't yeah. even sound like the fuck-off drop anymore. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Can you imagine the Keir Starmer of today telling people to fuck off? I can't. Uh, speaking oh, of, if only. Speaking of fucking off, uh, shall we fuck off? Yeah, off we fuck. Off, off must we fuck. <laughs> off, <laughs> off, off, off we off fuck, us. you name. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this has been Trash Future. It has been, as ever, a real delight to be talking to you today. Uh, don't forget, we have a Patreon. It is five bucks American a month, uh, yeah. which you can use your stimulus or your ta- child tax credit to purchase. 
You <laughs> Do not purchase can. it with your child tax. <laughs> yeah, you should know. You should buy. You should buy uh, Patreon <laughs> instead of um, uh, putting on the heat in your home, feeding your kids. You educate your child gambler. by getting them a TF subscription. That's right. <laughs> We're um. If you're Angela Rayner and you're thinking of having a listening session, how about subscribing to the <laughs> TF <laughs> Patreon? I'll give you some fucking advice. <laughs> and um, hey buddy, also, got your advice right here. <laughs> yeah. This is a list of uh, points that how the Labour Party can improve. It's yeah. his own ten fucking pledges. Um, and uh, we also are going to have on the bonus next week. Bonus. Uh, we are going to have Aaron from A Time of Monsters and the Trillbillies, and we're going to be talking all about the British monarchy and uh, and racism and the American aristocracy and all that good stuff so do check that out um otherwise i think that's uh that that's all for us folks and just a reminder to listen to the bottleman listen to masters of our domain listen to well there's your problem listen, listen to, to the bottom James podcast yeah. yeah yeah absolutely listen to what a hell of a way to die listen to 10k posts mm-hmm. i think that's all Phoebe of the... asked me if i wanted to start a podcast with her the other day good lord I'm good, not, don't worry i'm good, not doing it good sweet fuck I would love to do a podcast with her, but I already have two, and that's the maximum number I can do. <laughs> all right, and officially, I also have two. Uh, <laughs> all right. Later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.